Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Marquia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering into the dark with us for the first time, welcome. It's easy to get fixated on one thing, one rule, one tale, one person's point of view. But when we focus on only one thing, we lose sight of the bigger picture. And that can blind us to the dangers around us if we don't look too closely. First, a game of hide-and-seek goes too far. Then, we'll discover the true intentions of a mysterious stranger, followed by a confession of a dark family secret. And finally, in our featured story, the consequences when you misbehave. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you'd like to support Something Scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, but you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured in one of our podcasts or weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com snarled. So, wanna hear something scary? Don't look too closely. They say rules are meant to be broken. However, if you don't consider the consequences, something worse than the rule could break you. Like in this story, written by Anonymous. Crystal and her dad moved in with his new girlfriend, Marcy, and right away, Crystal knew something was off. Sometimes, Marcy was very sweet, and other times, she was cold and even mean to the girl. When Marcy was mean, she would never look Crystal in the eyes and would always have a crooked grin on her face. When Marcy was nice, there was no grin and plenty of eye contact. Marcy's constant mood swings gave Crystal a knot in the pit of her stomach. Marcy also had strict rules about living in her house. And the most important rule, Crystal was never, ever allowed to go into Marcy's room. The only good part about moving into Marcy's home was her son, Miles. Miles and Crystal hit it off from the very start, and he quickly became like a little brother to her. They would hang out, play all sorts of games together, and stay up late watching movies. One night, Marcy 
and Crystal's dad were out on a date, leaving her to babysit Miles. It was around midnight when they decided to play hide-and-seek. Miles went over the rules. One, never hide for more than 10 minutes in the same hiding spot. Two, no hiding in the same spot twice in a row. And three, never ever go into the adult's bedroom. After a few rounds, it was Miles' turn to hide again. Crystal counted. Three, two, one. Ready or not, here I come. Crystal crept through the whole house searching. Miles, where are you? Come out, come out wherever you are, she called. Through the dark, she tiptoed to all of his usual hiding places, but she couldn't find him. It had been over 20 minutes and nothing. She thought maybe Miles had fallen asleep in his hiding spot. With an uneasy and worried feeling, she began shouting his name throughout the house and began to think she was never going to find him. Then, she heard giggling from the adult's bedroom. <laughs> Crystal inched toward the door. She could hear Miles and he was whispering. The door creaked as she pushed it open and she peeked her head into the dark room. She thought she saw something out of the corner of her eye and then the closet door suddenly slammed shut. With her heart pounding, she went up to the closet and swung the doors open. There, she found Miles, balled up into the corner and breathing heavily. I see you, Miles. Crystal exclaimed as she grew angry at the boy. What are you doing? You know we're not allowed to be in here. Are you trying to get me in trouble? She yelled. Suddenly, Miles lunged at her and shoved her onto the bed. He was strong for his size and his eyes had an unnatural glow. Worst of all, he had the same crooked grin as his mother. Get off of me, you're scaring me, Crystal said, fuming. She heard footsteps from the hallway and panicked. No way did she want to get caught for being in Marcy's forbidden room. She forced herself past Miles and headed for the doorway. She hurried out of the room and into the hall and was now standing face to face with... Miles? I've been hiding downstairs the whole time. Where have you been? Miles said. Crystal's eyes went wide and all of the color drained from her face. She looked back at Marcy's open bedroom door and heard the bed creak. Someone or something was in there. Crystal grabbed Miles' wrist and dragged him into her room. She locked the door and they waited until Crystal's dad and Marcy got back home. Nothing was the same after that night and Marcy was no longer the only one with mood swings. Crystal never knew which member of the family would next be mean to her. Marcy, Miles, or even her own dad could one day show up with that crooked grin. What a wonderful story written by Anonymous. It's also very disturbing. I'm wondering, listener, do you have any games that you've played that have just gone terribly, terribly wrong? Let us know about them. They could inspire another story for us. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. 
whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All of the people in your life serve a purpose, but that purpose often depends on what they really want from you. Just pray you're able to find out what that is before it's too late. Like in this story inspired by Melissa. It was a nasty, cold winter day, and Missy was happy to be in her parents' cozy home out in the country. She had taken her newborn baby there to visit her mom and dad for the holidays. She was exhausted, with no sleep, and happy to have her parents help with baby Josiah. He was a cute baby, but Missy would get frustrated with him way too easily. She often wished she had waited until later in life to have children. All of her friends were on ski trips for the winter and constantly having fun that she had to miss out on. No one talks about the downsides of having a baby, she thought. She had just finished feeding Josiah and was scrolling through her phone, jealous of all her friends, when she glanced out the front window and saw him. A man was standing in the yard, about 30 feet from the patio on the other side of the glass window. Missy instantly bolted upright in the chair, Seeing a person in the yard was not normal. They were out in the middle of nowhere. The baby was startled and began to cry, so Missy looked down to comfort him, and when she looked back up, the man was gone. Mom? Dad? She panicked. Her parents immediately came to her, and Missy began to explain to them what she saw. He was stocky, dark-haired with a beard, He was wearing a denim blue jacket and dark jeans. His hands had been in his pockets and her mother gently cut her off. You probably just fell asleep and were dreaming, that's all. You're always too busy and spend too much time on that phone. You need to rest so you can take care of this sweet baby. Missy knew what she saw. She got up and immediately made sure all the doors were locked. She looked out the window. There were trees surrounding the yard, but there was a good acre or two of lawn. He never would have made it to the tree line before getting out of sight. Where did he go? Missy was uneasy for the rest of the day. A few weeks passed and Missy was leaving work directly to a party. She was excited to finally have some fun with her friends. As she was backing out of her parking space, she looked in her rearview mirror and there was the man, yet again. He was dressed in blue, just as he had been before, and he was just standing in the middle of the road. She quickly reached for her phone to get a picture and turned to face him. Once again, the man was gone. She called her parents immediately to tell them, but her mother told her not to worry about this man that she thinks that she's seeing. 
and asked Missy about Josiah. Missy explained he was safe at home with a babysitter. Her mother started to scold her for leaving the baby with a sitter at such a young age, but all Missy could think about was how she wouldn't have a good time at the party now. Thinking about the man just made her so nervous. After that night, she kept the blinds in her apartment drawn shut and put deadbolts on her door. Winter came and went, and she began to see him several times a week, standing in a crowd in a shopping center, out at restaurants, once or twice again in her rearview mirror, even at a few of the parties she managed to attend. He was never closer than 30 feet, and he was always standing still with his hands in his pockets, almost like he was waiting. By summertime, Missy got used to having him around, She realized, though, she could never really see his face. She became fixated on trying to make out his features. She was no longer filled with fear. She was just morbidly curious. Finally, it was winter again. Missy and Josiah returned to her parents' home for the holidays. Missy, grateful once again that her parents were around to take Josiah off of her hands, then it hit her. She hadn't seen the man for several days. Missy thought the man was finally out of her life until one snowy afternoon, just before Christmas when her mother called her into the room. She said, I just saw your man in blue. Missy couldn't believe her mother saw him too. She was starting to think it was all in her head. He ran past the front door, her mother explained. I was playing with Josiah and saw movement out of the corner of my eye. When I looked up, a flash of blue went past the door. I went to look outside and he was gone. That makes no sense, Missy thought. He had always stayed 30 feet away. He was never that close before. And why now? Missy began to panic all over again, like the first time she'd laid eyes on him. What do you think he wants? Missy asked. And why are you so calm about this? I think if he was bad, he would have hurt us already, so he must be a guardian angel, her mom said with a shrug. Perhaps she was right, Missy thought. Later that night, Missy was asleep, but woke to the sound of the baby monitor crackling. As she clicked on the lamp to adjust the monitor, there stood the man in blue. He was lurking over her bed, hands in his pockets, standing two feet from Missy. She was frozen still as she could now see his face clearly, or what was left of it. There were no clear features and his skin looked melted off, held up only by his bushy beard. She felt a wave of heat run through her body and she couldn't move. Then, through the static on the baby monitor, she heard a deep and raspy, bone-chilling voice say, Missy, I'll help you. I'll grant your wish. Missy looked from the man to the baby monitor and its horrible sound. When she looked back to the man, he was gone. She almost caught her breath until a dreadful thought ran through her head and she realized the one thing she had constantly wished for. She leapt out of bed and ran screaming through the house to Josiah's room. She burst through the door and to her horror, her baby was gone. 
she never saw Josiah or the man in blue ever again. She was finally free to have fun, but she never did ever again. Thank you so much, Melissa, for inspiring this story for us. Dear listeners, be careful what you wish for. And also, have you ever had someone or something follow you? Maybe they followed you everywhere you went. Were they good? Do they have your best interests in mind? Or evil? What do you think the man in blue's intentions were? Were they good? Were they evil? Like I said before, it all depends on what you wish for. Tell us what you think. Email something scary at snarled.com. No secret stays a secret forever. And the older you get, the more secrets you have. Like in this story, inspired by Prasisha. I have to tell someone. I can't hold it in anymore. I live in an industrial town, and there is an undeveloped abandoned area called The Compound. It's one of the most notoriously haunted places in our town. The land stretches for miles, with weeds growing through the foundation and lots of unfinished roads that lead to nowhere. Years ago, a Haitian man disappeared while working on the roads in the area. Weeks later, his severed body parts were discovered scattered, miles apart along the stretch of unfinished streets, but his head was never found. They say his devastated mother cursed the area, and anyone who traveled through the fog there at night would suffer the same fate as her son. No one believed the curse was real until later, when they tried to resume construction there, and several workers were found in pieces. Now everyone knows to try to avoid that stretch of road at all costs, which I did too, until my birthday this year. My parents wanted to take my brother and I to a restaurant to celebrate. To get there, we had to take the long way around the outskirts of the compound. By the time we were leaving the restaurant, it was dark, cold, and pouring rain outside. My dad wanted to get home as fast as possible, which meant taking the route directly through the compound. My brother joked about how going that way was a horror movie waiting to happen because of the old legend. I punched him in the shoulder because it wasn't funny. I had just turned 12 and I didn't want to die. I reminded my dad of what happened at the compound and begged him to take a different route. He didn't say a word. He just kept driving. I looked out the back window. I could see the misted line forming all around us. Please, Dad, it's my birthday. For me, please turn back. He said nothing. My mother reached her hand behind the seat to take mine to try and calm me, but I could see through the pouring rain that we were totally enveloped in the fog now. I could feel my dad step on the gas and speed up, even though he still said nothing. Tears were streaming down my face as I held my breath, till finally, we were home. We were unscathed. 
We had made it through the misted line, and I cried, but now they were tears of relief. Then suddenly I felt foolish. I'm so stupid for believing in the haunted tales of the town. My mother could see how frustrated I was, and that's when she sat me down. You're old enough now to know, she said softly. The curse is real. The only reason that we were safe is because we're family. Your great-grandmother is the woman who cursed the compound roads in the first place. She is your ancestor and will always protect you. My mother went on to tell me that the curse could only be broken when my great-uncle's missing head is found and given a proper burial. She swore me to secrecy out of fear that the town would find out and blame us. So now, every night, I sneak out and search the compound for his head. I do it to bring peace to not just my family, but all the people that have and might one day suffer from this curse. It feels really good to get this off my chest. And now, the secret is yours to keep as well. So much, Prasisha, for sharing this secret with us, inspiring this story. So many places, so many towns have areas where you just don't feel comfortable going. Imagine if the most haunted area in your own town was one where there was a solution that could be had, even something as morbid as finding a head and giving it a proper burial. So what are the haunted places in your town? Do you dare go there? Have you gone there already? Are there any dark family secrets that you've been keeping? Let us know. Something scary at snarled.com. It's that most wonderful time of the year, or so they say. Even the happiest of holidays have their dark side. If there is good, then there is also bad. And if there are presents, then there are also punishments. Naughty children, beware, Mirko shouted as he burst through the door in his wooden stacker sturge mask. He bore the face of Krampus's spirit helper, for tonight it was Krampusnacht, the night that belonged to the half-goat, half-demon, Krampus. His sister Nika screamed and threw her boots at him. Mirko laughed. He loved scaring his sister. He took off the mask and handed the boots back to her. Remember to leave them spotless, Nika, and maybe Krampus will only leave a warning to be good. Unlike Saint Nicholas, who left gifts for children who were good all year, Krampus was the one to fear, especially if you had been bad. Krampus expected your boots to be spotless for St. Nicholas's gifts as well as what he might leave behind. Bad children would receive the twigs, a bundle of birch sticks, alerting their parents of how bad they had been all year. But the worst children, the ones whose behavior still didn't improve by Christmas, would receive something else altogether. They would be forced into servitude to help deliver Krampus's punishments across the land. No longer human, 
They would be stack your sturge, minions of Krampus. Nika rolled her eyes at her brother and assured him that she wasn't going to be on the naughty list. Mirko took his shoes off and wiped them clean. Didn't you change your grades to make Fs look like Bs? You almost got expelled. Mirko put their clean shoes on the windowsill for Krampus's inspection. Looking out into the distance, he thought he could see shadows moving from house to house. Was that his imagination or was that Krampus? Nika must have seen the shadows as well, Mirko thought, as she now looked less sure of herself. Her brother promised they'd be safe. Krampus will pass over us. Get some sleep. Mirko went to bed and started to drift off when, suddenly, a loud scraping sound woke him. Then there was a crash. Mirko ran into the hallway and nearly crashed into a bewildered Nika. She shakenly said, I heard him. I heard his hooves and his breathing. Mirko quieted his sister as they snuck into the living room. It sounded like something was moving on the roof. Perhaps he is leaving, Mirko responded, and then he froze. His and Nico's boots were knocked off the windowsill and on the floor, along with twigs and a mysterious bell. Krampus had indeed visited them, but it was unclear who had received his punishment of the twigs and who the bell. Uncertainty gripped Mirko as he pondered his behavior that year. He did like to tease his sister, but he never thought it was that bad. He wondered if his scaring Nika earlier had caused the punishment. Perhaps it had been one time too many. The whole house shook and the sound of something huge thudded down next to the house. Nika grabbed the bell and ran, hiding in the kitchen cupboard. Mirko cowered in fear behind the couch. He knew he should have been a good boy and not so prone to mischief. Now, Krampus had come for him. With a chilling creak, the front door opened. The cold invaded as snow began to drift inside. An ominous shadow filled the entire frame of the doorway. A monstrous creature crouched down, entering their home. Coarse gray-brown fur covered its entire body, save for its demonic face. Long, goat-like horns protruded from the top of its head and scraped against the threshold of the doorway as it entered. It was Krampus, and it was angry. I have returned for whoever tried to hide my warning. Krampus growled as he grabbed the scattered twigs from the floor. Mirko stood up, and suddenly Krampus was before him. Whimpering, Mirko put his Stackier Sturge mask on and faced the winter entity. Krampus laughed. It sounded like it was crushing coal within its throat and ripped the mask off his face. Foolish boy, it's not you that I am after. The creature held Nika's boots with its long hairy claws. From its belt hung chains that suddenly rattled. Two chains unhooked and snaked across the floor and into the kitchen. Nika screamed as she was dragged out by her feet. Can't you see? She'd hoped you to take the fall. And for that final scheme, her fate is now sealed. Krampus bellowed. Mirko's sister had betrayed him. 
When he almost ran into her in the hallway, he now realized she was coming from the living room. She'd found the twigs in her boot, and rather than face their parents about that year's behavior, she had knocked both of their shoes over so their parents wouldn't know who had deserved the twigs. Krampus had known what she had tried to do. Mirko fought back tears as he watched his sister try to bargain with Krampus. You're wrong, demon. The twigs were in his boot, not mine. You left the bell for me. Don't you recognize it? She lied. Mirko stared into his sister's eyes and began to cry, betrayed but also afraid for her. Nika then realized what she had done and handed her brother the bell, also bursting into tears. Mirko turned to Krampus. Nika looked so alone. Maybe he could... Krampus snarled and bent down low until he was face to face with the terrified boy. You have no place in my world, young Mirko, for you are not yet a bad child. If that changes, I will be back for you as well, the demon whispered. And with that, its chains lifted Nika up into the air. Krampus snapped Mirko's wooden stack your sturge mask onto the girl's face. She screamed, trying to pry it off, but slowly her struggling stopped as she was transformed into one of Krampus's spirit helpers. Mirko no longer recognized his sister as she followed Krampus out of the house. As she crossed the doorway, she paused for a moment and looked back at Mirko. She no longer recognized him either. And with that, she bounded into the night after her master, leaving the boy with nothing but a bell and some twigs. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Dennis Culver. Narration by Markia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Lenderman. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Markia McCarty. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Lenderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I 
Com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.